may be wondering why on earth I waited until mid-January to drop an episode on goal setting for a new year, but I have a very good reason. A lot of our planning and thinking about the coming year occurs during the frenzy of the holidays. We steal a moment here and there and think big thoughts only to have them evaporate in the heat of real life once things kick in come January 4th. So I wanted to offer you a different approach. I want you to look at 2021 through the lens of realism, through the experience of being inside of 2021 versus having your face pressed hopefully against the glass of 2021. Eyes wide open, right? Feet on the ground, hand on the heart, and head in the clouds. I want us to do 2021 integrated. And if this sounds appealing to you, I would recommend giving this episode a listen, but then carving out a Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever your magical time is to sit with these questions away from the incessant assault of web meetings and unopened emails. So if you're feeling that, calendar and schedule what you need to calendar and schedule in order to get the most out of this episode. So let's do this. Oh, and by the way, parenthetically, To all of you who reached out to me directly and who created and blogged and posted your reactions and thoughts to part one of this adventure, that episode was called Give 2020 the Exit Interview It Deserved. (laughs) I cannot tell you what this means to me. I I thank you. I, I tried to personally reach out to each of you, but if I missed anyone, know that I am so grateful for your ears and your hearts and your efforts. Every time you share an episode of mine, you help me grow my dream just as much as I may have helped you in that episode. So thank you. So in that last episode, if you remember, I gave you three questions to close out 2020, right? To take out the trash, to process the debris that was that year. And here's the thing. 2020 gave us a million reasons to feel victimized. And the three questions I posed in that episode were part one of a two-part sort of meditation on moving out of feeling victimized by circumstance and into the feeling of the power of our own agency. Because I believe our own agency, our ability to trust and make decisions is one of the only true sources of power we have in this lifetime. And I believe that 2021 is our opportunity to flip the script to reclaim that agency, to remember our imagination and our will to thrive, not just survive. But I want to warn you, normally when I do this practice of shifting out of feeling like a victim and into feeling like a heroine, I can kind of (laughs) over-rotate. I sort of react by dreaming up impossible schemes for global domination, totally caffeine-fueled, totally sort of ludicrous in that they have no underpinnings. of reality underneath them. And then I feel secretly sad and embarrassed when my life doesn't measure up. I'm not going to do that this time. We're not going to come out swinging in 2021. We're not going to power through it to make our dreams come true. You know what we're going to do? We're going to approach 2021 with gentleness, a lightness of touch, a sure knowledge that most of the stuff is illusion anyway, Most of the things we get all lathered up about barely register on the cosmic who gives a shit-o-meter. And just knowing that is so freeing. Oh my God. Just let that sink in. We can be amazing 
and also gentle, peaceful, right? It means that we can approach 2021 with peacefulness, playfulness, and a special kind of surrender. In fact, my word of the year is actually an acronym, CTFD, calm the fuck down. You can borrow it too if you want to. (laughs) I need to calm down. Like, look, I learned a lot in 2020, hashtag grateful, whatever. (laughs) But I was an anxious, tightly wrapped, gonna die youngish Bronwyn last year. It was just so much. And I was running at such adrenaline speeds. I can't freaking do that this year. I don't want to do that. And I don't think it's sustainable. So everything we're about to do is from that word of the year. I'm going to calm the fuck down as I execute on this plan. So that's my word of the year, CTFD. My song of the year is, well, we'll get to that later. It won't make sense without the context of what I'm about to offer you. So let's dive in with ease, but don't get it twisted. While I believe in the power of playfulness and ease and calm, I also believe in the power of a vision supported by a roadmap undergirded by systems. And so dear one, let me offer you three questions for an empowered 2021. Number one, what is your vision? What's your vision? Or if if vision is too hard to consider, what's your intention? Here's what I know for sure. Change of any kind is difficult. It's a grind. And bearing down and relying on willpower only gets you so far. It's way more fun and powerful to be pulled forward by something wonderful than being chased by something dutiful. And that's just the way it is, at least for me. I think people really shy away from asking themselves the vision question because it seems so heavy. It seems like self-referential and new agey and gross, but I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. Whenever my two best friends, Blanches and I plan a vacation, we always begin by asking each other, what is our vision for this experience? And one by one, we each describe in vivid detail the snippets of sights and sounds and emotions we hope to conjure on that vacation. And by describing this vision in delicious detail, it's as though we are wizards conjuring reality to match the dream. And without fail, we realize exactly what we're after and then some. It's almost like the universe just loves a sprinkle of specificity. I, I mean, I, I could I could do an entire podcast on how that manifested on that trip that we took before the world changed when we went to Italy. It was magnificent how some of the exact things we envisioned when we were planning were realized in such magnificent technicolor once we were there, in such weird, unexpected ways. So I really believe in the power of articulating these sights, sounds, and emotions we hope to conjure in the coming year. Will everything line up exactly according to plan? No. (laughs) But a lot of it might. And why not aim squarely at the target we desire instead of flailing around any way the wind blows? In fact, it's funny, I was going through my January 2020 journal. That's one of the benefits of being a journaler. You can look back at your past self and just kind of check in and see what the hell was going on. And I saw in big, bright, sparkle, purple gel pen letters, the following intention for 2020, to be the best teacher to as many people as possible and the best student I can be of life. 
What's funny about this vision and intention is that despite the shit show that was 2020, I actually did speak to more human beings in a 12-month period than I ever had before in a single 12-month period. Now, to be fair, my original vision included travel and human contact face-to-face, which did not pan out really. I mean, it did in the first quarter, but not the rest. But that core intention, it actually played out on a scale I couldn't have imagined, mostly because of the content I was forced to build as a result of teaching people how to communicate and connect virtually. People needed to know how to be good on camera because we're all on camera. People needed to know how to manage emotional energy and psychic energy to be able to bring out their best in back-to-back meetings. I mean, y'all, that is what I do. So it's so fascinating how the right intention and the right vision can shrink or grow to fit what reality serves us. So think about your vision for 2021. What are you doing? What are you seeing? Who are you being with? What are you feeling? What's giving you satisfaction? What's making your heart sing? Describe it in detail and have some fun with this. Don't think about all that's possible. Think about what might be possible. As for me and my vision, I'm not going to share all of my details publicly because I'm actually not a huge fan of publicizing tender little green shoots that are fighting just to get above the soil. It's like telling someone the name of your baby before it's born and they're like, oh my God, you can't name your child that. I dated this guy named that and he was a total dick. Just, it's not, it's not a good thing. So, but what I can tell you about my vision is that it involves growth, testing, more growth, and more testing. My vision for 2021 in general terms is to grow my business in ways that are not dependent on business going back to the way it used to be. I've accepted that my business has changed. I've accepted that travel and talking to audiences in person isn't likely to be a thing for a while. So my vision for 2021 involves testing, learning, and growing my business to be pandemic tolerant, assuming I don't get COVID and die. So knock on wood. I will be sharing my vision in its technical or detail with the small handful of people I know can help me realize this vision without judgment. And I really encourage you to do the same. Be careful about sharing your dreams too soon and with the wrong people. Your vision is meant for you, but we'll get into getting outside support in a minute. So the number one step here, the number one question is, what is your vision? Make it juicy. And if you really want to get groovy with it, make a vision board post it somewhere visible. And here's the thing I want to tell you, something that I don't think we realize happened in the past few years is that it's actually hard to make a vision board right now because it's hard to find freaking magazines. It's the weirdest thing. If you notice this, there's like us, Vogue and people, and that's it. Like, I don't know where all the magazines went, but I will tell you that Barnes and Noble has a crazy epic magazine selection. So if you got a Barnes and Noble in town, go there to scoop up your vision board materials. And once you've made that vision board, put it where you can see it. So you remember what the point of all this craziness is, right? Or another option, if you're, if you're an auditory person and not just visual record, like write your vision out and record yourself speaking that vision as if it's present tense and listen to it, listen to it every day every Monday, every Sunday, whatever. Get weird with it. Nobody's paying attention. So that's one. Number two, I don't know if you're ready for this. This is the hard part. So now you've got this glorious, juicy vision. The question number two is, 
what three to five big things need to happen for this vision to actually materialize. And I say three to five because we can only handle so many areas of focus. And after five, it's just too unwieldy. I just don't think it's realistic. Like I think we can sort of handle five things in our business lives, at least in the business sense. Like I have lots of other big objectives in my life, but they're so automatic that they don't make the top five. Like for example, connecting and loving my family. I do, I woke up like this, like that is my superpower. So I don't worry too, too much about that because it's who I am and it brings me so much joy. So they're, they're not on the list because it's automatic. You know what I'm saying? So pick your three to five big things that support the vision that maybe aren't easy and automatic for you. So for example, in my case, the three to five big things or big rocks, as my business coach, Ben Kiker says, which also Stephen Covey says. So my five things are pretty clear. Number one, I'm going to grow my email list by X percent. I'm not going to tell you the percentage. It's private. That's what my that's what my kids used to say when I would like ask them questions. I'd be like, it's private, mom. So grow my email list by X amount. Grow my listener base. That's So that's number one. Number two is grow my listener base by X amount. This brings me so much joy in hearing from people. Brings me so much joy. I want more. More, please. Three, I want to grow my passive income stream by X amount. Because I got to tell you, your girl's been doing virtual keynotes back to back to back, and it's very tiring. <laughs> like, it's not scale. Like, I have to be able to multiply myself to scale. So I got to figure that out. Four, I need to grow my virtual keynote business by X amount, right? Because I love it. And I want to make sure I got a steady drumbeat of it. And five, I want to launch and grow a YouTube channel. Doesn't that sound amazing? I just can't even wait. So those are my five things. And I know that's a lot. Those are, those are not small. I get it. I'm a type A overachiever and I can't help it. But as Sergey Brin once said, as of Google, if you aim really high, it's kind of hard to fail completely. So even if I don't like crush all five objectives, if I make progress on all five objectives and maybe nail one or two, like I'm stoked. I'm okay with that. Let me just time out for a second. If you're listening to this and you're starting to zone out, because like me, maybe you, you're a dreamer and a lover and not a fighter and this whole details thing really bums you out after such a glorious visioning experience. I know. I get it. I'm the same way. But here's another thing I've learned in the past few years as a solopreneur. Some of us are stuck in a star search mentality. That's the 80s version of American Idol, where we think if we pray hard enough and we just keep manifesting, envisioning, and keep working in our craft, someone will notice us or discover us and make all our dreams come true. I hate to tell you, I hated to tell myself, I hate to tell you, but no one's coming to discover you. That model is busted. And it smacks of that Cinderella, someday my prince will come mentality that does not serve us. Here's the thing. You are the prince. You are the prince. You are the prince. See how I accented the different words on that one? And as the prince, you're not just about dreaming and vision boards. You're also about taking specific measurable action because you're a buller. Okay? Okay. So don't be afraid of the big rocks part of this exercise. And here's the thing, 
I also, as part of this, what are your three to five things? I want you to build in some mile markers. What do I mean by that? Remember in Lord of the Rings when Frodo and Sam had to take the one ring to the cracks of doom in Mordor? And it was just this really long journey. But remember, it wasn't a straight shot. Sam and Frodo had some really groovy resting points, places where they were able to catch their breath and take stock. I'm thinking of Rivendell. I'm thinking of Lothlorien. I'm thinking of, oh, what's the place in the book that they don't really do justice to in the movie? Ithilien? I think it was Ithilien. Anyway, my point is they had yummy, delicious, magical moments along the way to recalibrate, reset, right? Build that into your schedule and do it now. Because I know your vision is not to embark on a hellish journey to Mordor, but it's probably not a slam dunk either. So map out the moments where you will rest and honor what you've accomplished. Okay, so question number three. This is my favorite. What are the systems, the engines that will power your vision to deliver the big rocks you've identified? with a little bow. Just to give you some context on this one, last year about this time, I was completely taken by the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And at the time, everyone had kind of been raving about that book. And I would roll my eyes because I have read pretty much every productivity book on the market. And I couldn't imagine that anything new could possibly exist in the world. But thankfully, I got over my skepticism and I read it. And here's the quote that best sums up the power of that book. The quote is this, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems, end quote. I took that quote to heart and I locked in some systems in 2020 that had been spotty previously, but that became non-negotiable automatic habits that saved my ass in 2020. And those systems now require zero thinking or motivation because they are automatic. And those two systems were exercise and meditation. I know they're pretty baseline. They're pretty simple, but I needed to get my house in order last year. If it hadn't been for exercise and meditation, I don't think I could have been as productive and creative and just busy as I was in 2020. I mean, it it was just the perfect year to lock in those habits. So I went into that sort of part of me that thinks in terms of systems. And I wanted to add some new systems of habit to my 2021. So if you look at my three to five big rocks, I'm working on putting systems in place to support them. So for example, number one, I need a system for writing really good copy for my newsletter if I hope to grow it by X percent. And in fact, I've started delivering really juicy communication tips every Monday morning to those who are signed up for my newsletter. People are sending me the most incredible feedback on these missives. I just, so much gratitude is coming back to me for them that I can't even believe it. So you might want to sign up, bronwyncommunications.com. So to make these missives happen consistently every morning, I had to get a non-negotiable daily writing practice to sharpen my wit and skill as a writer. Because that system of volume writing needs to be in place in order for me to pull out the three or four best pieces that I've written over the course of 30 days to then schedule to be in my missives, right? I can't just like 
write them Monday morning and send them out at 10 a.m. hoping that they're decent. No, I need like 30 to choose from. So I pick the four most powerful. So that system is locking in right now and it feels so rad. The second system is I need a system for promoting my podcast that involves taking some creative risks on social media and also involves getting more visible as a guest on other podcasts. So that system of promotion needs to get tight this year. I'm working on that. Third, I need a system for producing game-changing curriculum for people and launching it at intervals throughout the year so that people can take my courses at their own speed and they're not relying on my live schedule. So that's got to happen. I need a system for capturing and, and taking action on new business so that it doesn't take so much time. I need to shorten the cycles between getting a, an inbound request and cranking out a proposal, right? And lastly, I need a system for a home video situation so I can shoot my YouTube videos without it being a huge pain in the ass every time. So I've got a videographer coming out with his mask and his gloves to set my office up with lighting in a decent camera situation. And yeah, it's a lot of systems. It's five systems. Last year I did two. I don't know. If only even two or three of them stick, I'm psyched. You know, I need one system to support each rock and so do you. But here's the thing. I want you to notice that without exception, each of these systems involves getting help from other people. Beloved, if you are like me and asking for help is scary and needing other people is scary, I get it. But here's the thing. We have to enlist other people in our vision if we want to realize the vision. We can and should be choosy about who we enlist, but enlist we must. This is hard for me. It's just very hard. I, I train myself young not to need other people. When I was about five or six, we lived with my grandparents on Poplar Street in Laguna Beach for a while. And every day during that time period, my retired grandfather would work on his vintage Jaguar that he bought for like next to nothing. And he restored it very carefully every single day. And while he worked on that car, I would sit on the front seat, my little stubby legs sticking out barely over the yummy brown leather. And grandpa would put in, you know, various eight track tapes into that Jaguar, my favorite of which was Barbara Streisand. But there was this one song I just could not understand. And I remember sitting in that leather chair with my little stubby legs, just being like, what the hell? What is she talking about? It was a song called People. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world and all that jazz, right? And you're welcome. I'm not going to try and sing Barbara Streisand because I just, some things need to be left unsaid. But I remember sitting there really trying to puzzle that one out because I was like, Babs, look, I'm a person who desperately needs people and I can't fucking rely on them. Not a single goddamn one of them. They get angry. They get depressed. They get so anxious. The littlest thing I ask, they shit the bed. I mean, not literally, but figuratively. Like these people are a little weird. And you know, Babs, I'm a person who needs people and it fucking sucks because I can't find any people to meet my needs. Now, parenthetically, when I say needs, I mean emotional and psychological needs. I never went hungry. I never didn't have clothing or a roof over my head. Just want to specify that. And I know this seems crazy that I was thinking all this at six, but I really was. I probably didn't use the same language and I certainly didn't swear, but I remember that experience really vividly. And what I've had to realize as an adult is that what Barbara was really singing about was that people 
who have the courage to admit their need of other people and have the courage to keep trying when people invariably let them down and who keep going until they find their right people are the luckiest people in the world. In 2021, I intend to build systems with the help of badass, misfit people just like me. I intend to grow my incredible network of folks who I'm already lucky enough to have on my team. It's something I started in 2020 and I'm going to continue in 2021. So don't let your fear of reliance on other people or your fear of asking for help torpedo your destiny. Don't you do it. So what systems do you need to support your big rock? And how might you make just a little bit of progress on these things every day? This whole exercise isn't to scare the crap out of you. It's to give you options. Take a bite at these things every single day. And at the end of the day, rest, digest, recharge, have another go at it. Think of it as a buffet. You get to just take little nibs and nabs at it every day and that's it. Because here's the thing about 2021. I mentioned earlier that my word of the year is CTFD, calm the fuck down. How rad would it be if we learned to playfully, mindfully, gently, but steadily make progress on these things, all while remembering to CTFD? How rad would that be? It would be super rad. It would be the ultimate coup. It would be the highest we could possibly aim. Just imagine it. Imagine yourself making meaningful progress on your dreams and goals without burning out. Imagine manifesting that glorious vision without taking it or you too seriously. Imagine enjoying this absurd roller coaster ride called life by just surrendering to the insanity and giving it all your love and joy and ambition while laughing all the way. It sounds pretty good to me, which leads me to my song of 2021. Are you ready? I chose and she was by the talking heads. And I chose it because it's jaunty and it's fun, but the lyrics are about walking through life on two levels, head in the clouds, feet on the ground. I love the passage that says, and she was looking at herself. Things were looking like a movie. Dun, dun, she had a pleasant elevation. She's moving out in all directions. Oh, oh. Oh, right? It's so jaunty and fabulous. And later he sings, the world was moving. She was right there with it. And she was. It's the perfect blend of head in the clouds, feet on the ground. So my friend, are you willing to give it a go? Are you curious about how you might answer these three questions? Do you have a word for the year? A song? Email me or message me on Instagram at BronwynSF or at LinkedIn, LinkedIn forward slash Bronwyn. I want to know. I want to hear. I love it. And if you want to travel with me closer on a deeper level, sign up for my email treasures, BronwynCommunications.com. On Monday mornings, I send a hot communication tip to start your week out. And on Saturday mornings, I send out a note with three things that are making me smile, think, or dance. Think Tim Ferriss's Five Bullet Friday, only I do mine on Saturday, and it's three bullets instead of five, and way less alpha male than Tim Ferriss's, even though I love Tim Ferriss. So BronwynCommunications.com. And Happy New Year, my dear one. And remember, the world is moving, you are right there with it, and you are. Shine on, you crazy diamond. I'll see you next time. <laughs>